This podcast is brought to you by lineupmedia.fm. It's time for another episode of The Drop Podcast. The Drop is an unbiased, in-depth hockey podcast dedicated to the St. Louis Blues and all the hot topics within the NHL. So tell the ref you don't mind the game misconduct penalty. You are headed to the locker room anyway to listen to The Drop. Here's your host, Lance Descott. Welcome back, everyone. Before we get into today's podcast, I just want to thank lineupmedia.fm for everything that they've done for the Drop Podcast. They've been great for the podcast since we joined them. I remember when we first sat down to discuss the Drop coming to their lineup. They had a lot of questions. They were confident the Drop would help them out. I was confident that they would be able to help us out also. And that's exactly what's happened. It's been a great relationship from the beginning. Chris over there, the COO, is just great. Jim Cromer's great. I've gotten to know several people there. Guys such as Jamie Rivers, Darren Campbell, just some great people there. Make sure you do me a favor. Get over there to lineupmedia.fm and take a look at some of their other podcasts. You already know about the podcast with Jim Cromer and Jamie Rivers and Darren Kimball. You probably know about the Cardinals podcast, Two Birds on a Bat, with Benji Molina and also with Jim Cromer. But there's so much more than just those. So please get out there, lineupmedia.fm, and check it out. I don't think that I could really describe the way the Blues feel about the Blackhawks and the Blackhawks feel about the Blues. It's not the rivalry it used to be, but these teams do not like each other. And the Blackhawks, you know, wanted to go into this game and give the Blues a hard time and at least make the Blues chances of getting the second or first place in the Central even harder. And they showed in the first period that they were willing to be spoilers. They got off to a one to nothing lead on a goal by Jonathan Taze in the first period. Allen has had to be the stronger goaltender. Here's Taze handing on to Kane. Back to Taze. Score! Well, a turnover in the middle of the ice. And it was made by the eventual goal scorer. Taze with the defensive play and then Kane. With an absolute sweet pass on the backhand. Little forehand, backhand, saucer. And Taves goes right to the blue paint and it finds its way to the back of the net. The Blues were having some neutral zone issues. They couldn't keep control of the puck. Chicago gets it. Patrick Kane ends up with it. Gets it to Jonathan Taves. He puts it past Jake Allen. And the Blackhawks are up one to nothing. And as you heard Doc Emmerich say, Jake Allen, even though the shots at that time were 10 to 7, had to make several very good saves in that first period up to that point. If it wasn't for Jake Allen in that first period, it could have been 2 to nothing or 3 to nothing. That goal by Taze would be his 35th of the year. Patrick Kane gets his 65th of the year. Kegiula gets his ninth assist. 16 minutes, 26 seconds in. The Blackhawks are up 1 to nothing. The Blues didn't play great in the first period. But you could definitely tell the Blackhawks were ready for this game. They wanted to try to spoil something for the Blues. And up to that point, they were doing it. Shots on goal in the first period. Chicago had 12 to the Blues 7. And we would go out of the first with the Blackhawks up 1 to nothing. The Blues needed to make a statement in the second period because they did not play very well at all in the first. That statement would come very quickly, just 26 seconds in. Vladimir Tarasenko would get his 32nd goal of the year to knot this one up at one each. Back up the board, flex, 
by Gustafson into some traffic and carried on by Tarasenko. He's got O'Reilly up the wing. Tarasenko's got He scores! And the game is tied 26 seconds into the second. What a shot. Breakdown through the middle of the ice. Gustafson tries to keep the puck alive. Chen gets it up to Tarasenko, and at Tarasenko, he doesn't say outside the dots. This will be a great look. He's on the outside. Now he gets himself inside the face-off dots, gives him a better angle, and man, oh man, is that a perfect shot by Tarasenko. Right by the ear, not by the glove, so everybody thinks, oh, he's picking the corner. Look where it is. It's between the glove and the ear. That's just a spectacular play. Some great play by the Blues to be able to get the puck out of their own end. Chicago was doing their best to try to keep it in. Tarasenko ends up with it, skates into the offensive zone, gets in a great position. He's got O'Reilly to the right of him. The goaltender's having to think, is he going to take a shot? Is he going to give it to O'Reilly? Tarasenko takes the shot, and just your typical Tarasenko shot. It's not the shot a lot of people would take. He took it right around the shoulder of Cam Ward, and there's nothing that Ward could do on that one, and we're tied at one each. That goal by Tarasenko would be his 32nd of the year. Shin gets his 36th assist. Pareko gets his 17th assist. The Blues are back in the game. What they need to do at this point is to continue to pressure Ward. They are definitely the better team than the Blackhawks. But they let the Blackhawks control a lot of the second period. And because of that, the Blackhawks would get the next goal. And it would be Anisimov to get his 15th goal of the year to make it 2-1. And picked up by Saad and started ahead. Gives it on to Cahoon with Saad breaking. Cahoon holds. Cahoon with a shot. Score! Anisimov with the tip in front. It's 2-1 in Chicago. Isn't it always a way, Doc? You get a good save at one end and then a goal on the other end. Brandon Saad trying to wheel around with the puck. He turns it over to David Perra. And then what a save by Ward against Schwartz. And then at the other end, Dominic Cahoon just walks to the inside part of the ice and changes directions off Anisimov. 2-1 Chicago. Some great transition play from the Blackhawks. They bring that over the blue line. Cahoon ends up taking the initial shot. Right in front of the net is Anisimov. He tips it in, changes direction, and it gets past Jake Allen. That would be Anisimov's 15th goal of the year. Cahoon gets his 24th assist. Saad gets his 23rd assist. 13 minutes, 20 seconds in. It's 2-1 to one in the second period. That's the way the second period would end. Chicago would outshoot the Blues 13-10, to 10, and it was another subpar period for the Blues. They had that huge goal to tie it, and from that moment on, it just didn't feel like anything really good happened for them. Would they come out in the third period and get an early goal to tie it up like they did in the second? They wouldn't get an early goal, but Chicago would get the next goal to make it 3-1, to one, 11 minutes, 37 seconds into the third period. Omeister and can be carried back ahead by Strong. There's that defenseman jumping into the play. Here comes Kane in! And play is stopped. They are saying it is in, and Kane is celebrating. What a pass by Strom to Kane. Kane had an earlier chance and wasn't going off the back bar and out. Spectacular hole by Patrick Kane with a nifty feed by Dylan Strom. Sunquist is coming off the ice for a change. The next guy couldn't get on the ice in time. Patrick Kane's wide open. Perfect pass on to him. Comes in on Jake Allen, puts it past Jake Allen, and it's 3-1. to one. 
That goal by Kane would be his 42nd of the year. Strom with that pass gets his 36th assist. Duncan Keith gets his 33rd assist. It's 3-1. to one. At this point, a lot of Blues fans are wondering if this team's going to show any life. Since they've been playing better, they've had the tendency to come back in games. And that's exactly what they would do less than a minute later on a power play. David Perron would get his 22nd goal of the year. And it's a close game now at 3-2. to two. Zinko and then handed it on to Perron around behind. It is Perron with a shot. Score! And the Blues have cut that margin down to 3-2. to two. Boy, what a play by David Perron. He pulls this puck around Carl Dahlstrom. Shot? No, he pulls it right in, opens up the lane, changes direction before it gets to Cam Ward. But the play by Perron creates that chance. Maybe in off of Connor Murphy, but the Blues get on the board with a power play goal. And a lightning quick release, and you like to think Dawson would go square up rather than go on one side. And he provided that opening that Eddie pointed out. Not much Cam Ward could do there. Do you guys remember at the beginning of the year, the Blues, a lot of times, their power play wasn't clicking. They weren't passing it very well. They were standing around too much. Guys weren't moving to try to be accessible for a pass. But they've gotten much better at that, and this power play goal is a great example of that. David Perron passes the puck out from behind the net, comes right in front of the net. They get him the puck, shoots it right past Cam Ward, and the Blues are back within one. It reminded me a lot of the goal the other night he scored. That goal by Perron would be his 22nd of the year. Petrangelo gets his 24th assist. Tarasenko gets his 32nd assist. And as I said, it was a power play goal. 12 minutes, 23 seconds in. The Blues, I thought, played pretty good after that. They put some pressure on Cam Ward. They pulled Jake Allen for the extra attacker. And you won't believe it, with 39 seconds left, Tyler Bozak puts it in the net to make it 3-3. Three to three. We are headed to overtime. Take it in the long pass ahead. Maroon able to step by one and gain the zone. Maroon able to take it ahead. Threw one around in front. A couple of times he scores! The Blues have tied it up. It's Bozak on a pass from Maroon with 38.9 to go, and the game is even. What a play by Patrick Maroon through the middle of the ice. Goes around Kane, avoids the stick of Kajula, and then the pass to the front. It stopped off the skate. The pad of Ward off the skate of Bozak, and then he puts it in to the back of the net with his stick. Tyler Bozak got that goal, and yeah, he did some hard work and went to the net, but the main hard work on that was the guy that over the last couple weeks has really come alive, Pat Maroon. He wouldn't let him push him off the puck after he brought it into the zone. He sees Bozak streaking towards Cam Ward, puts it right into the crease. It hits off of Bozak's skate. Comes right back to him, and he puts it past Cam Ward, 3-3. Three to three. What a goal. That goal by Bozak would be his 13th of the year. Maroon gets his 18th assist. Pareko gets his 18th assist. 19 minutes, 21 seconds in, 3-3. Three to three. In the overtime period, Chicago would have two shots. The Blues would have one, but nobody could put the puck in the net. So we're headed to a shootout. Chicago would get the first shot, and their shooter would be Jonathan Taze. 48% shooter. That is terrific in shootouts. He scores! 
Voltaves off center and then finally goes backhand forehand blocker side on Jake Allen. Pace puts it past Jake Allen, but the Blues have an opportunity of their own. The blue skater that would get the next shot against Ward would be Tyler Bozak. Ward would make the save. Patrick Kane would get the next chance against Allen. He totally missed the net. The Blues get another chance from Ryan O'Reilly. Ward makes another save. Dabrinka gets the fifth chance. He misses the net. Tarasenko gets the chance, the last chance for the Blues, and he misses the net. So Chicago wins this game 4-3. to A total of 78 shots on goal in this game. The Blues had 40. The Blackhawks had 38. 52% for the Blues in the faceoff battle. 48% for the Hawks. The Blackhawks were 0 for 2 on the power play. The Blues were 1 for 3. The Blackhawks outhit the Blues 22-11. And the Blues outblocked the Blackhawks 20-16. The Blackhawks had 12 giveaways to the Blues 3. Let's head to the post-game interviews. Of course, we're going to hear from Craig Berube first, and then we're going to hear from Tyler Bozak and David Perron before we get to my final thoughts on this game. Very slow start in the, in the first period. Uh, I don't know. We were flat in the first. Um, not a lot of emotion in the first period, but uh, I thought we you know, got better as the game went along. Um, you know, Good third period. You know, I had to tie it up and did a good job there and good power play goal and you know, goes into a shootout and it's... You know, up for grabs, but yeah, first period was not very good. Petro was talking about as the game went on, especially in the third period, that players started supporting each other more. Did you see that? Yeah, we didn't support the puck very well and turned it over a lot in the first period. It just was uh, sloppy. Why does this team give you so much trouble now? You've got you've got overtime points, but they've they've won four out of five. Here. Well, they're a fast team. They got a lot of skill. Um, you know. They put you on the defense a lot, you know, with their speed and their their cutbacks and, and things like that. And Kane, Taze, it's and you know, Debrinkat, they're they're high end players and you know, they're just they're quick guys and um, we've had a little bit of trouble with it this year. Surprised by that because you've been you've played first period so well here lately with so much at stake. Surprised to see him come out as flat as you did? Yeah, I was. I thought uh, we'd have a lot more energy and emotion in the first period that we did, and that was missing. But you had to like to come back. Uh, yeah. One point's better than none. Yes. Uh, come back, I thought, in the third period was our best period. Um, you know, we played our game more, had the puck more, hung on to it, played in the offensive zone. Um, first period, we just turned it over. You know, we had it down there, and we just gave it back to them. We, we almost wanted to um, not put the work in to get the result. Even with the playoff spot wrapped up, do you feel like you're still in a playoff race as you try to get maybe home ice in yeah, the first? Yeah, we do. Like, I mean, I, you know, we talk about it a lot about uh, home ice advantages up for grabs, division, lots of lots of things that they're still there that you can get. So, and it, you know, we we got, need to play consistent hockey here going into the playoffs. Kind of surprising though, with all that's at stake, not to have that emotion or to be able to put it together like you're saying. Um, I am, and I'm not. You know, I mean. There's, there is, there is, there's a lot at stake, but you know we have a playoff spot wrapped up, and um, it's tough to play these games. So, you know, uh, you're playing a team that's not has really nothing to play for, and they can be hard games. So it takes a lot of uh, mental approach to get yourself ready to play. 
I feel like Ron's goal answered pretty quickly after they make it three to one. Gave you that energy to yeah, it was finish good. strong. It was a big goal by him, uh, big power play goal, and um, you know, good job with the goalie out. Um, you know, even before we scored, we had a couple good looks. Uh, we did a pretty good job there, and then we get the goal. Seems like you're doing better in those six on fives lately. Are you think you're more aggressive? Or? Um, I think we're just making better plays, uh, running, running the, the setups that we're supposed to run. Based on what you're saying, it's kind of hard to play these types of games. Do you feel like you can get it back? Because you got to get it back pretty quick here. Well, I think one. Yeah, we're gonna, we're gonna be fine. Well, I guess you'll take the point, but these guys are giving you trouble all year long. They're a good team. They got, um, you know, their top end talent is, you know, as top end as it gets. Obviously, um, you know, got to take the time and space from those guys and. Um, you know, they made us pay tonight, but uh, it's nice to claw our way back and get a point and have a chance to win. You've done such a good job of managing the puck. Was that an issue tonight, especially early in the game? Yeah, I mean, I think uh, it's kind of both puck possession teams. They do a really good job of keeping the puck when they have it, um, and we try and do the same. But, uh, yeah, they played a good game. Um, you know, they played hard and uh, controlled the play for most of the game. I thought that we didn't have our best, but uh, no credit to them. They did a good job. But it was, it was nice to, you know, claw back and get that point for sure. Can you take us your goal times times running out? You got you got an empty net. Yeah, I mean I just saw Patty um, carrying it wide and saw Lane to kind of get behind their guys and he made a great play to get it to the net and uh, you know kind of bounced off my foot, hit the goalie and I was just sitting there. So um, yeah, I was able to put it in. With Aston Petro, you guys, have you guys done a better job here recently just with the six on fives when you've had the opportunities of just managing the puck and being able to create opportunities off that? Yeah, I mean it's hard to say. Obviously. Um, you know, you don't get those opportunities a ton during the year and vice versa. But, um, you know, it's obviously nice whenever you can get one to tie the game. I don't think that happens very often, so it's nice to do that. And, um, yeah, I think we've done a good job. Obviously, you never want to be down and have to do that. But when we had, uh, I think we've gotten better at it. Do you guys still feel like you're in a, even though you're in the playoffs, a playoff race, is you can try to get the division some home ice in the first round? Yeah, I mean, it's nice to have something to play for still, obviously, um, to, you know, be a, you know, we got two teams ahead of us that we want to catch, and I think we're one point back with two games left each. So, um, you know, big games for us. We got two home games, which is nice, and, um, you know, hopefully we can take advantage of that and maybe, uh, you know, move up and get home ice. Is this one of those situations with so few games, the difference between one point and no points is really critical right now? Yeah, I think so. I mean, obviously huge to get a point, um, especially being down two there, but in the third. But uh, yeah, obviously, uh, you know, we got a big game tomorrow night and uh, we're going to need a better effort than we had tonight. Three overtimes in a row, two shootouts in a row. I mean, do you, do you ever get used to, to those types of games? <laughs> I mean, it's always fun and exciting, uh, you know, for the fans. And, you know, it's fun to play in overtime too, obviously. Um, but yeah, we'd probably like to finish them in regulation to get a little more rest if we could. But yeah, I mean, it's obviously it's always good to get get a point that you don't think you're gonna have uh, 10 minutes before that. So uh, yeah, I think uh, our our energy wasn't the greatest to start the game, but uh, I think we started finding it in the third. We we pushed pretty good, and um, yeah. Anything you can point to when you talk about the energy wasn't there? Anything you saw in particular that didn't uh, didn't click for you guys? No, it's. I, I, I think it's like, I don't know, like there's two, two games left now, so guys are starting to think about after those two games uh, maybe, but we, we still have a chance to, to improve, and that's what we have to worry about for tomorrow. And again, like it um, wasn't the greatest start, but let's, let's have a go in tomorrow. You, uh, your goal started to, to come back. Uh, what you see there, can you take us through what you saw? Yeah, I mean, we haven't had too many power plays recently, last four or five games, so it was nice to get out and, and kind of feel the puck a little bit and 
thought Petro and uh, Schenner and, and Vladi had some really good looks on the breakout, so that was that was great to see. Kind of the way our breakout is, like um, if if there's an opening like that, Petro can keep going, like so it's good. And uh, yeah, I mean, I, I kind of pulled it around the D and, and put on that in one end, so it's good. Was there a sense at that point where if, if you need your special teams to come through there, if it was going to give you a chance tonight, that that, that was going to have to be the time to get? Yeah, I mean, yeah, I think I, I mean, and we'd like to have another power player too, maybe there at the end. Schwartz gets tripped, I get tripped. Uh, I don't know what it is. I know it's getting close to playoffs, but when you're ex when they've been called all year and. Um, Shenner, I think, Tripp, Duncan, Keith, the end in that similar play. Why not, Why don't we get the, the, the one same thing? But it is what it is. Like uh, we, we found a way to get one point, and that's what matters right now. And again, it's, it's to have a good start tomorrow. Does it feel like you're still maybe in a playoff race as you scramble to get the yeah, division we, or home we ice? We will scramble to get as many points as we can. We can get four more here and uh, and bring that all hopefully to, I think, 99. So that would be huge for our club. And let's see where it takes us. We get to worry about tomorrow first, and uh, I don't know. If we get four points, who knows where it's going to take us. The Blues played very bad in the first period. They played better in the second, but in my mind, it was very subpar. The third period, they really started to gel, and that's why they got those two goals. They were passing better in that third period. Guys knew where other guys were going to be. They weren't standing around a lot. They weren't letting the Blackhawks dictate most of the play in the third period. And I thought in the first two periods, the Blackhawks did that. And that's why the Blackhawks ended up winning the game. Now, I know a lot of people will say that this one's on Jake Allen. And I've never seen a city turn on a goaltender so much as they have on Jake Allen. Every time he's in net, if they lose, it's Jake Allen's fault. Nobody brings up the point that he saved them in the first period when it could have been two to nothing, three to nothing. He saved him a little bit in the second period, and he played very good in the third period. For people to keep blaming him every single game, that's hatred. People will say, no, they don't hate him. They just want the best goalie in, in the net, which is fine. I have got no problem with wanting the best goalie in the net. Right now, the Blues' best goalie is Jordan Bennington. He's playing better than Jake Allen, but Jake did not have a bad game against the Blackhawks. Getting back to what people are saying about Jake, he can't even make a damn save in a shootout. When two of your guys in Tyler Bozak and Vladimir Tarasenko missed the net completely in a shootout and Ryan O'Reilly did not get a good shot against Ward, you can put some of the blame on them. Yes, Jake Allen let Jonathan Taze score on him. But you know what? Jonathan Taze gets paid to score just like Jake Allen gets paid to stop the puck. These guys are both professionals. And they get paid to do what they do. In that instance, Jonathan Tay's beating. For everybody to put this loss on Jake Allen, it's just ridiculous. Jake Allen does not deserve all the hate. And it is hate. That's exactly what it is. I want to thank everybody for joining me for this episode of the Drop Podcast. Until next time, let's go Blues. Thank you for joining us for this episode of the Drop Podcast. To get more of the Drop, check out our website at droppodcast.com. You can also find us on Google Play, iTunes, and the iHeartRadio app. You can follow us on Instagram at the.drop.podcast or on Twitter at Drop Hockey Show. You can email the Drop Podcast or host Lance DeScott at lanced at droppodcast.com. To find out more about Lineup Media, go to lineupmedia.fm. Until next time, let's go Blues!
This podcast was a presentation of lightupmedia.fm.